Good morning, everyone. What a good day to be alive in Christ. This is Thursday, and I'm George Watkins, and I'm excited about Jesus. So, if you are new to our broadcast, welcome. Thank you for coming by. Stay around a while. The good things happen down the road. Amen. As we as we start talking about the good the good word of God for you that have been with us for a while, thank you for your faithfulness, both in subscription and sharing and telling somebody else about it. I really appreciate it when some of you put this on your connections, share it out to your uh, Facebook people or your YouTube people. Thank you for that. Gives us a, a little bigger audience. And there's people out there I know that love the Word of God like we do. So we are here on a Thursday ready to do the will of God again. Amen. Amen. We're in the in the um, eighth chapter of Romans, have been for, well, a few days. So we'll jump back in. I want to start with the 10th verse this time. I'm in the Mirror Bible. Now remember, the Mirror Bible is a paraphrase translation out of a fellow in South Africa. He's done a great job on it. It gives an insight that is very refreshing. But the reason it's named the Mirror Bible is because he keeps coming back to the scriptures that show us that he that when we look at Jesus, we see our, ourself, who we are. We're seeing who we are. And he looks at us and he sees himself in us. It's a mere reflection of each other. All right. Well, let's let's open up here in the 10th verse of the uh, 8th chapter. And we're going to... I love this this uh, this particular verse. The, the revelation of... Christ in you declares that your body is as good as dead to sin's demands. Now, the title of our thought today is Dead Men Tell No Tales. When, I, when I, that dropped in my spirit, I, I was instantly taken back to uh, Disneyland and the Pirates of the Caribbean. And if you've been through there, it's a catchphrase they shouted out or some, you know, some mannequin speaks it out dead men tell no tales and you know talking about the pirates well here we're talking about <clears throat> this body of flesh that tries to rule us and the scriptures tell us in romans 8 and 10 that this body is dead to sin so how does that compute if that be true why as paul was arguing with himself why is it happened to me why am i so you know torn up and tossed here and to uh, to and fro he gets into romans 8 there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus and he begins to explain the power of life and the power of the spirit of life in the believer. So we've been through the first few verses, and we're in the 10th verse now. And it's it opens up with this revelation of Christ in you declares that your body is as good as dead to sin's demands. Okay. The demands of sin would be those things that would take us off and our body would demand habits, um, you know, all the things that go along with it, 
with the works and the acts of the flesh. You'll find that in the book of Galatians, won't you? There's the, the works of the flesh and the works of the spirit or the deeds of the flesh or the deeds of the spirit. So all those things have the body no longer has rule over you. If indeed you get into a situation after you've come into Christ, like we have, if you've come, if you get into a situation where it seems like your body is just taking you off, have you have you ever heard the statement, "The devil is a liar; <laughs> he loves to lie to us." You are condemned. Oh, I, I think I'm condemned. Somebody told me, no, it was a lie from the enemy. You are, you're, you're going to die early. Oh, I think I'm going to die early. No, it was a lie from the enemy. Susie doesn't like me. How do you know? I just feel it. Did you see the way she looked at me? That's a lie from the enemy. All those things are external things that can come into our internal being. But the body that we live in and the flesh person, you know, the personhood of our flesh has been crucified with Christ. Do I know all the minute details of how this functions? I know just enough to believe that God's got some things going for us that's bigger than we imagine. And it has to do with freedom. It has to do with being set free from the stinking past so you and I can have liberty to do the will of God in this age. We are sons and daughters of God. Let's read on here. I'm preaching this morning, and I should be reading. All right, he says, we're dead to the demands of sin. Sin cannot find an expression in a corpse. I like that phrase. <laughs> sin cannot find an expression in a corpse. There's a comic movie years ago that we we loved. We loved the humor in it, some of it. And there's a place, there's a, there's a, a scenario where one of the bad guys dies and his buddies want to make sure he's dead. So they rush in there and they stick him with a, with a straight pin to see if he's going to jump. Well, he didn't jump. He was really dead. Well, you and I get stuck, you know. The enemy tries to poke us. Try this, try that. Well, we're dead to that. I had a crazy experience today. I've been telling you about getting behind slow people and letting uh, opportunity to pray. <laughs> it's snowing in our town and the roads are all slick and white. Well, I got behind some precious person that was doing 15 miles an hour and I was in a hurry. <laughs> it didn't take me long to realize I was eating my own preaching, you know. <laughs> And so I slowed down. I had to laugh out loud. I said, this is a cheap shot. <laughs> this is a cheap shot. I'm not going to fall for that. I'm not going to yell and scream, tell the guy to get out of my way. So I prayed for him. Yeah, you'll be glad to hear that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I laugh at my own jokes. <clears throat> Number uh, Verse 11, our union with Christ further reveals that because the same spirit that awakened the body of Jesus from the dead inhabits us. Whoa, oh, that's big stuff. 
the same spirit that awakened Jesus from the dead inhabits us, lives in us. Now, that's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, God the Father, all those, all that intertwining, that interacting together make one, but they are three activities going on there. All right. <laughs> They awaken, uh, that awakened the body of Jesus from the dead inhabits us. We equally participate in his resurrection in the same act of authority whereby God raised Jesus from the dead. He co-restores your body to life by his indwelling spirit. There's a little side note here. It says your body need never again be an excuse for an inferior expression of the Christ life. Just as it was reckoned dead in Christ's death, it is now reckoned alive in his resurrection. So, no excuses, George. Your body is not the excuse that you can't get up out of the chair and go do the will of God. No more excuses. Why? Because the same life that was in Jesus that raised him from the dead quickens my mortal body so that I can do the will of God as long as God has me on earth. That's a confession I make. I make it today. I make it regularly so that I don't put the excuse on the fact that, well, you know, I'm, I'm older now and I don't move as well and uh, I've got all these reasons why I can't go do or get up and move. That's a simple illustration of that scripture. So I encourage you today in this, in the phrase that I have, uh, I've given here, dead men tell no tales. I encourage you today that you have died with Christ. Therefore, this body of sin that dominated and ruled died and because dead men tell no tales they also have no authority and they have no ability to control and rule any longer then because of the resurrection and the new birth and the and what we know to be as and we call salvation born again restored back to to, to the heart of the father all those terms when he rose from the dead you and I rose with him amen so that righteousness reigns supreme in our life now. So how do we take this to the next level? How I've been shouting at you about sin being broken and not, dom not dominating. How do we take this to the next level? Well, by our confession daily, by our walking in the reality of it, when the enemy comes in to try to dissuade us, dissuade us, or to discourage us, or to lie to us, we respond as Jesus did. The Word of God tells me. This is what the Scriptures tell me. This is what the Holy Spirit has given me. This is not true. I rebuke that. I, I am righteous. I am forgiven. I am not condemned. I am <clears throat> the co-labor of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I 
have the same DNA. I have the same life's blood, life stream. I have the same spiritual connection to the Father that Jesus Christ does because I am a co-laborer with him. Amen. In the uh, in the days of oxen, and the New Testament refers to this, in the days of oxen when they would uh, take a uh, an old ox weighed 2,000 pounds and a young ox that was going to be trained and they would yoke it together with those wooden yokes around their necks. The young ox hasn't learned to plow or pull or turn or do anything yet. It just wants to run away, but it can't because it's yoked to a 2,000 pound anchor that is plodding along doing what the master wants. After a while, the young ox learns how to Take the yoke and follow along and do the will of the master. Same way with co-laboring with Jesus. When we know we are yoked together with Christ, Paul called it a bond slave, or he referred to taking the the, the all and taking your earlobe and putting it against the post and drilling a hole through it and then hanging a ring there. And that was a sign that I have given myself as a bond slave to my master. Well, we have been bonded together in the love of Christ. I really believe that there's a whole, you know, cottage industry of backsliding and sinning in the church and we preach it and we talk about it don't do this and don't do that and if you do this is a bad deal i i was it was it was easy for me as a kid they gave us a list of sins you could just read it you didn't have to didn't have to have the holy ghost tell you just read the list published by the church well certainly the spirit of god convicts us if we get off trail and, F, and and keeps us on trail by his grace is the enabling power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to give us the ability to do the will of God. That's grace. Mercy covers everything. It by, by his mercy, I have had my sins covered, forgiven, taken away. By his grace, I have the enabling power of Jesus Christ to take me to my target. That's the confidence we have in him. Amen. Well, I love you guys and gals. Thank you for stopping by today and spending Thursday with me. Tomorrow is Friday. (laughs) Going to be a good one. It's the best day of the week, or I should say my favorite day of the week. We will see you then bright and early. And until then, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And stand upon your con- your convictions that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Until then, God bless.